0: Hello everyone. A special cheers because we are all in the middle of summer. The perfect time to start, create, and grow the vegetable garden of your dreams. But how do you decide what to grow and what is the best time and where and how and do you start off in pots or do you put it into the ground? Where do you even begin? Today, I have special guest and garden expert Jo Dyer, and she teaches the power of connecting with nature as a means of therapy, love, and wellness, but also offers wonderful advice in relation to edible flowers and how to bring immense beauty to your dishes. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Precious the Foodie podcast. Cue the intro. <music> Hi, welcome to Precious the Foodie Podcast, the show that will uncover stories through palettes and memories. My name is Precious Pioneer, your host. I'm a chef, a creative, and a foodie. I'm meeting people all over the world using food as a medium to highlight truths into bite-sized pieces.
1: Hello everybody, I'm Joe Dyer. I live in the UK in a place, a little town called Belper in Derbyshire. It's situated right in the middle of England. And uh, what I do is I'm a garden whisperer and a flower essence practitioner. And what I do is I I help busy, sensitive, nature-loving women with their soul tending, really, through what I call gardening with love and through flower essence therapy. I am essentially a garden designer and trainer and consultant, but I have a very special approach to gardening that I call gardening with love and that's all about connecting that's all about connecting to the heart so that's what I do and <laughs> okay you know, yeah um, and I suppose in terms of a bit more about I, I love to walk and I love nature and I like to get outside and you know sit and sit and watch the sea
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's perfect weather right now at least over here so
1: yeah it's been absolutely gorgeous here uh, it's not so nice today but it's been lovely so but I don't live near the sea so I have to travel to get to the sea
0: Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you help women with soul tending what all goes into that and then also in what state are these women in? are they do you help women like who are under stress or anxiety Mm. you know like is it do you get people all over or and then what are the results like what happens after like the transformation okay
1: yeah well people will i mean this is we're talking about either with the gardening it's not so much people in in states of anxiety or you know or facing challenges it's they're facing challenges in the sense that they don't know how to create the garden that they they want Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that can that can be That can be quite stressful and overwhelming. I think a lot of people, a lot of the women I work with, with the garden related stuff, they feel overwhelmed and daunted. And so my job is to help them gain confidence and and believe that they can do what they want to do and and help them, you know, to, to gain that confidence and teach them the skills that they need. But with the flower essence therapy, yeah, people will come to you with all sorts of different issues, maybe trauma, anxiety. Maybe just just not wanting to create change, but not knowing how to do it. And, you know, the whole gamut, really, of emotional challenges. And what the flower essences do is they, they bring you home to yourself. They, they create balance and they ground you and center you and bring you back to yourself so that you are able to be with your emotional challenges from a state of um, resilience and power and inner wisdom. So that's what the flower essences do. And that's why I call it soul tending, because they they really work on on a soul level, you know, to bring you back to who you are. Mm
0: hmm. So you mentioned that sometimes gardening can be a little bit overwhelming in planning it all out, and um, so you help women, if I'm not mistaken, get started and to help them with their layout or how to how to grow flowers. Yep, yeah, yeah, everything really,
1: and <laughs> a- anything gardening really. Uh, some people, you know, want want you to help them to design the garden. Other other people just just need to be taught how to garden, you know, and how to look after the plants. The most common Common thing that people say to me is, "I love my garden, but I haven't got a clue what the plants are, and I don't know how to look after them." And mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's that's what most people want, and they want to know what plants to put where. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, I mean, I'm really keen. What I really, really love to do is to help people to use the plants in their garden. You know, to, to be creative. Mm-hmm so uh, that's that's what I really like and you know so so I encourage people to plant things that have a variety of uses so so that you know so that they can be creative with the things that are in their garden
0: right Um, and a lot of people like flowers and I know that you're a specialist and you're really good at picking out flowers that are edible and I wanted to kind of know a little bit more about that
1: yes oh I, I love I love edible flowers um I mean, I love flowers, full stop, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, lots of people, they, they like to grow food, but they, they seem to banish They seem to banish the veg garden, you know, to some dark corner, not a dark corner, but, you know, some out of the way Mm -hmm. place because it's not it's not deemed pretty. You know, it's it's utilitarian, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they sort of hide it away and separate it from the flower garden. And it's a really minute. I'll talk about edible flowers in a minute, but it's a really good idea to have flowers in your veg garden because they they attract the pollinators and the useful insects. In, mm-hmm. into your vegetable garden so it makes the veg garden and the garden as a whole you know more diverse so diversity, yeah I mean diversity is really really important so you, but, but you so you can grow flowers as a crop you know so you can grow them with lots of uses really you know a to sort of bring in the pollinators so mm-hmm. that you get a better crop of vegetables but but you can also grow them as a crop in, in themselves and eat them. so I got into this several years ago you know and I can't really remember how. I, I, uh, I, I think I, I bought a new recipe book with, from, you know, one of with my favourite um, chef, an Irish man called okay. Dennis, Dennis Cotter, his name is. And um, he has a restaurant in Ireland, in Cork, I think. And um, was it in Dublin? But um, <laughs> I can't remember. But his, his, his uh, recipes, I absolutely love his recipes. And, uh, and I got this book and, and it had a recipe in it for lavender and honey ice cream. And I just thought that sounds amazing, mm-hmm. and so I I made it, and it was like, oh my god, this is just fabulous, you know, and <laughs> it was just, oh it was just so yummy, and uh, and so that set me off really. After that, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm I need to know more about this, you know. So um, so, I I bought a few books and I did a course and um, and I, and at the time I was working as a head gardener. Fortuitously, one of our first bride to be's the place where I was working started to do weddings, and one of our first bride brides to be asked if we would supply edible flowers for her wedding breakfast, and I was just mm. over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I said, of course, I said, yes, what do you want me to grow, you know? And, um, and so that, that, you know, that sort of was the springboard, really. And so ever since then, I've, I've always grown edible flowers in my garden. And I've started to run my own course called the Floral Kitchen, Yeah, where I sort of teach people um, about a selection of, of edible flowers and, um, and uh, you know, do recipes and Mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um yeah, I just love I just love edible flowers.
0: No, that's really you had me at ice cream. Anything <laughs> ice cream. I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm over the moon for. Um no, it's so funny that you mentioned lavender and honey because I used to have a cookie company and I really pushed for a lot of organic ingredients and I wanted to incorporate nature as much as possible. I actually uh, had this uh honey and lavender cookies and it had chia and it and then also they were topped with like these okinawa spinach leaves cuz i don't know if oh, you know wow. they're like purple you know they're purple looking and they're kind of cool and um one thing that i realized once i cuz because i don't know where i came up with the idea actually i think i was just looking at different types of pairings that go really good with honey and mm-hmm. like a mild flavor and one thing that they mentioned was like lavender and all these different things and i had to buy it from a plants and Oil, like really like abstract flower shop to get them. <laughs> and um, one thing that they warned me about is that sometimes, you know, lavender, it can taste really unique and have a really nice balance, or it can taste like soap. So, yeah. Yeah, so you I've know, that
1: too. Yeah. R-
0: yeah. Right. So it's like, um I wanted to know about some of your favorite flowers and kind mm. of what they taste like because right. I don't know when I think of lavender. I really can't describe it any mm. any other way. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, w- I was wondering if you were able to kind of <laughs> describe oh. certain flowers. Oh my God. Like, oh, like some this. I
1: can. Yes, yeah, some I can. Lavender is really difficult to describe, isn't it? it right. you know, as, as a flavor, it's very difficult mm-hmm. to describe. Um, it's, 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 it's sort of how you'd expect it to be. Mm -hmm. which which I don't I I can't explain (laughs) that but I I also have heard that uh, I think it's about 10 percent of the the world's population taste lavender like soap and it's horrible Mm -hmm. Um, and and, and I'm one of the lucky ones I'm one of the lucky 90 percent I don't I don't taste it like that and it just has a very it is quite bitter in a way it it has Mm -hmm. a sort of a it has um, a menthol undertone right
0: almost um, yeah. almost like a neutral mint like yeah. if you're just you know like mm. the mm. mint flavor if it was like you know mint is kind of sharp and you you have that coolness mm. on your breath if you take that coolness away it's almost kind yeah. of like
1: that yeah it's 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 a very very it's it's an interesting flavor lavender and mm. and you do have to be very careful not to use too much otherwise its its beauty is lost you know mm-hmm. it, so you do have to be careful with it um but one of one of my favorite edible flowers is one that a lot of people know about and that's nasturtium um i don't know if you know nasturtium
0: i'm like tempted to go look it up really quick yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's um it's a very 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 vibrant colored flower you can eat the flowers the leaves and the seeds and it's a, it's an annual and it's a very very common plant that's grown in this country and it tastes peppery. It's got a hot peppery flavour, a, a mm. bit like rocket. So it's an, a bit like, it's sort of between rocket and radish. So it's okay. it's got this sort of heat to it, which you wouldn't necessarily expect. And it's really, really tasty. You know, it's, it has a very strong flavour. And you can make a, a pesto sauce with it. You know, you can make pesto sauce with the flowers mm. and the leaves. And the That's seeds good. are very hot. The seeds are very hot and you can pickle them like capers and use them like capers because Mm. they are so they have such heat to them so that's um so that's nasturtium another one that i really love which is completely different is day lily the botanical name is um um and it's um it's a flower that um flowers for one day only you know it's sort of well you know it gets lots of flowers over many days but each flower only lasts a day so you have to pick it and use it um,
0: oh, I've I've seen. Sorry, I actually yeah. did look this one up because I've heard of it. I've eaten these before, and yeah. they're pretty
1: okay. Yeah, they pretty I mean, what, okay. What, what, what did you think they tasted like?
0: Honestly, okay, so. I think for the most of us, especially like the listeners out there, I think when we have edible flowers, our only interaction is buying them from a grocery store. They come in this mm-hmm. little plastic canister and they have a variety of different colors and we mostly buy them if we do buy them for their beauty. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did for my very first mm-hmm. time and I used it to top a salad to make my salad look sure. extra pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, you're right. Some of them were, uh, I'm trying to think, some of them did have a very sharp, radish like like yeah. how you described spice to it and so yeah. obviously they did not compliment my salad at all <laughs> but oh, really? um oh that's interesting because
1: listertium mm, I put on my salads all the time
0: well I guess it's I think it solely depends on your dressing you know and like with this because right. there's so many different types of salad and so the salad that I sure, had yeah. made was like a spring mm. garden salad so it had like right. fresh strawberries and oh, almonds and yeah. no, coconut, yeah, be- <laughs> you know and like yeah. a goddess dressing and then that was there and i was like yeah this doesn't really That's make sense
1: no no with, with well day lily tastes like iceberg lettuce if you know what mm-hmm. an iceberg lettuce is mm-hmm. it's it's very much like iceberg lettuce and and the texture is quite crunchy so it's it's a lovely addition to a to a green salad because it's got this crunchy texture to it but it looks amazing you know because they mm-hmm. are like lilies you know they're very beautiful and you can either use the whole flower or just having to you know take off the individual petals and sprinkle them over and they're fabulous wow. um, and another one that has a really good flavor is fennel
0: oh um, I like fennel
1: yeah fennel because you can use the leaves the flowers and the seeds and the it has an aniseed flavor so, if you like aniseed, you'll like fennel. And um, I, I, it makes a lovely, um, refreshing drink, you know, like a lemonade, but, mm-hmm. but with an aniseedy flavor, and um, makes a really good uh, risotto. So, uh, I make a risotto with fennel leaves and fennel flowers. As long as you've got a good white wine in there. (laughs) And and what else? Oh, there was another one. Oh, and sweet Sicily is another one that's an aniseed flavour. That's um, a springtime uh, flower. So that's just gone over in my garden. So the seed pods at the moment are still green. So I could eat the seed pods that are still sweet and aniseedy. Mm -hmm. And you can eat the leaves um, as well. And uh, it's quite a sweet, it's quite a sweet and a flavour. So that's really lovely. And yeah, and some of the flowers don't have much flavour, but they are very beautiful. You know, like some sunflowers have a sort of a subtle nutty flavour. And uh, I make, what you call them, crackers with them. You sort of make a, a cracker with, mm-hmm. um, with sun-dried tomatoes and seeds, you know, pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds. But I also add the sunflower petals as well.
0: I think that just even though some of them might be subtle, the presentation, if you were to ever have Mm -hmm. friends over or, Mm -hmm. you know, it would just make it seem way over the top, you know?
1: Yeah, because things like rose petals, you know, and roses, you can make a most beautiful rose petal sorbet, you know, and and decorate it with rose petals and you know, and everything. It it just makes everything so vibrant and beautiful, you know. It's it's this it's a sensory delight, you know, to have mm. to have flowers. I mean, i I'm, one of my favourite salads is what I call I call it my crown jewel salad, and it has um, nasturtiums and pot marigold petals. So the mm. flowers, very simple it's nasturtiums and pop marigolds oh and borage so borage flowers which are blue so the borage is bright blue the calendula is orange and the uh, nasturtiums can be sort of deep reds and yellows and golden colors and I and I have the nasturtium leaves in it but I also have pomegranate seeds that are like little jewels you know Mm -hmm. and and mango so it's a selection of green leaves with these lovely colors you know Mm-hmm. And, and avocado so it's it's a whole mishmash of avocado mango and flowers and green leaves and it's just a beautiful thing you know it's <laughs> yes. just beautiful and, and you look at it and you think oh my goodness you know this is just such a feast you know it's just mm-hmm. such a feast for the eyes mm-hmm. and for the senses and it tastes mm-hmm. wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's wonderful um I think some of my other floral interactions include Oh, I had a few cranberry hibiscus uh, plants uh, that I grew in my mm. garden, and they—you uh, could steep their leaves for tea, mm. and yeah. um, you could pick their flowers, and you could eat those too. But we—I think most of the time we use those also for tea, like a cranberry hibiscus tea. And so that was our favorite thing to do with them, a yeah. little bit of honey and chilled
1: yes nice yes very nice yes lovely yeah you can drive things I mean I do um I do a floral pesto that is a real mixed bag you know it's a it's it's whatever I've got you know it's of thyme and marjoram flowers and chive flowers nasturtium Mm -hmm. flowers and you know, everything goes in there. You know, and it's um, and it's just, and it's just uh, when you know, sort of collecting. I mean, this is what's so lovely about it: going, going, and collecting these flowers to take to your kitchen is just a lovely, lovely experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you end up with a bowl. You know, that is just so beautiful you Know and mm-hmm. um, but um, so you can use them fresh, but you can also use them dried and, and, like you say, make teas. Lemon balm is another one that I really like as well. The, the flowers are a bit insignificant, but the leaves are, are lovely, you know, make a lovely and lemon verbena, um, mm-hmm. makes a lovely, a lovely flavoring for chocolate because <laughs> I also use lavender and violet. Um, you know, and stuff like that in chocolates as well. So you can you can use your flowers in chocolate making as well, which is which is a lovely, you know, extra special <laughs> thing to do.
0: <laughs> I feel like it definitely adds a little bit of extra. Mm. love and care into it and I definitely agree with you I feel like anything that you grow by hand I think that's where the love part comes in that you mentioned anything that you grow by hand kind of brings a joy that you can't really describe just a lot of happiness and almost gratefulness I guess that you were able to keep this plant alive and be able to bring it to your kitchen and make something beautiful out Mm. of it I think um I had a huge vegetable garden and so that was my pride and joy you know just bringing in all these fresh ingredients to be able to make something unique with them you know so I yeah. can definitely see that with flowers it's a, it's a little bit more beautiful I suppose <laughs> Well, I don't know.
1: I mean, some vegetables are absolutely gorgeous. You know, some mm-hmm. vegetables, like, I mean, if you look at um, a rhubarb chard, you That's know, it, it just and kale, you know, that they are amazing. I mean, and so, what I mean, sometimes, I mean, I've done this with workshops where I've invited people to just sit with a plant, choose a plant and sit with it and look at it. For 10 minutes and just really look at it and and I and I sat and looked at some beetroot one day and and I was just astonished at what I saw you know in in terms of the beauty of the leaves of the beetroot it was just an incredible you know beautiful it was Mm -hmm. just a beautiful thing they are they are all works of art you know and I, I think if we if we take the time to to sit and observe and appreciate them and sort of be a little bit mindful about it you know and really look at them instead of just going out there and just pulling them out of the ground you know willy-nilly without thinking about it we can really appreciate that even the the cabbages you know the texture mm-hmm. of the leaves are beautiful so it's a shame that vegetables are thought of in that way you know that they're tucked away and sort of tucked away because they're not they're not pretty enough to go in the. <laughs> I, mean, I mean yeah that's changing there are you know are lots of people now who grow their vegetables amongst their flowers but yeah so Yeah, I do. I think uh, that, you know, certain vegetables are particularly gorgeous to look at.
0: Um, I had a question for you. Um, okay, so you uh, specialize in helping people with their gardens, and so do you have any uh gardening tips for the listeners who are thinking about getting started, or Mm. have questions about maintaining, or where to even begin to get started, whether that's with flowers or with plants in general? Who probably have no idea, or are just curious about learning?
1: Yeah, you're just starting out. Take it slowly. Don't try to do too much too soon. I think a lot of people who are just beginners, they get really enthusiastic, you know, and they they sow loads of seeds and they get themselves all overwhelmed because seeds seedlings are like little babies and they need looking after and, you know, monitoring and stuff. And if you give yourself too much to do too soon, you can overwhelm yourself and and find yourself being bullied (laughs) by your garden, you know. Do you know what I mean by that? yeah. (laughs) And it, and it becomes a worry and a stress. So take it slowly, get yourself some good tools, you know, good quality tools. I mean, it depends really. So much depends on the size of your garden and what you want to grow and, you know, where you are and what your soil is like. So if you're right at the beginning and you know nothing, then I would get yourself either a very good book or I would do a course to, to give yourself the, the basics you know the basic theories really about
0: do you have any book book recommendations
1: oh that's a good one um it depends what you want to grow if you there is a really lovely book i'm just looking i mean i've got a massive library behind me creative vegetable gardening is a really if you want to grow vegetables creative vegetable gardening is very good if you want to grow flowers oh gosh i've got so many books behind me (laughs)
0: you'll have to send them to me
1: i will i I shall send you a list because it depends what you want to do with your garden um whether you want to grow flowers whether you want to have a wildlife garden but certainly creative vegetable gardening is a really really lovely book oh and i know alan shepherd's organic gardening is a very good yeah alan shepherd organic gardening is a really good all-round book Definitely organic. So start the way you mean. Carry on the way you mean. You know, sorry. Start the way you mean to go on. Be organic. Don't use artificial chemicals. Don't destroy the ecosystem of your garden by using artificial chemicals. Right, because um, you'll eat gar- it
0: too. So that's not good.
1: Well, that's right. And you know, your garden. I suppose the the thing to always bear in mind is that your garden is a living, breathing ecosystem. It's it's alive. You know, it, it's not a thing. It's not a thing that is separate from you. You, We are all nature and we're all part of it. And Mm. your garden, the soil is a living ecosystem. It's alive. It's full of life. Your garden is full of life. And and that's why it's such a, a precious, special place to be, because when you go into the garden, you connect with that life cherish that life you know don't don't go in there with a with a mindset of this is going to be a struggle this is war (laughs) (laughs) uh, this is not war this this is an expression of love (laughs) so so, um so so you know my top tips for beginners is go slowly be patient respect your garden and get yourself some good books, some decent tools. And um, and if you want to grow food, don't try to grow everything. Grow what you will eat. Grow what you will eat. Don't grow something just for the sake of it. You know, grow what you will eat. And um, perhaps grow something that's expensive to buy, like edible flowers are horrendously expensive <laughs> to buy. So if you want to eat some flowers, you know, grow them yourself. And definitely grow them organically because you you can't eat flowers that are not um, organic. Um, And don't go eating florist flowers because they're just they're just poison. Um, (laughs) Well, they are because they're sprayed, you know, with everything. Yeah. So, you know, just just be just be patient and don't try to do too much. Yeah, I think
0: that's I think that's really good advice, because I think when I was starting off, I originally started off with three plants. That was my very first garden. I had a jalapeno plant, oregano poor oregano oregano is a very finicky child it's a very finicky plant to grow (laughs) a little bit too too much sun a little bit too much water it's dead like there's no resurrection like it's just gone so it's a very it doesn't like to be repotted it's just oregano is a whole nother thing Mm -hmm. and um, I think I grew a sunflower and so that's what I started off with and then I got two um uh Hockey. I don't know if that's the word, but I was too confident, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? Let me just. I bought all these seeds, and I had yeah. maybe 30 pots of all these different things yeah. that I just. I went from zero to 100, and um, <laughs> yeah. and then oh, it no. became very, <laughs> it became very stressful because they started to actually grow, and I'm like, wow, I need to repot all of these, you know, <laughs> I know. and I need to.
1: <laughs> A- I... you know exactly what I mean. It's, it's it's that is exactly right, you know, because you forget that these things are going to grow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just think, and they start to get really big, and then you, you and you've got to keep potting them up or putting put them in the ground, you know. And right. and, and all, all of a sudden, you know, it it becomes com- completely insane. And and I, I mean, I I did this too when I first started, you know. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and I used to have to get up before five o'clock in the morning to before I went to work to water my garden because it took me an hour and a half to water everything, you know. And it's, right. just, it's just insane. So yeah, just just you know. Start off, yeah small. start off, start off small with things that you really want to grow, you know, and um, i mean you're you're saying about we call it oregano so i can't I can't say it the way you say it oregano Ar- did you what did you call it? oregano yeah, we call it oregano, um oregano, but um my version of oregano is coriander, I simply cannot get coriander to behave itself, it just it it sort of it goes to seed, just like that, you know just put the sun on it for two seconds and it goes Ah, oh, I've got to flower you know <laughs> I, I never get any leaves I just get flowers you know oh, which is not funny. too bad because you can eat them you can eat mm-hmm. them and you can use the seeds but if you want beautiful fresh coriander leaves you know to put in your curry it doesn't it's happen <laughs> it doesn't happen you know so yeah we've we've all got our little things that we we struggle with you know
0: okay so something that i always do with all of my special guests um i ask them the all of them the same question um if the listener didn't have an opportunity to listen to anything that we have talked about today um what is some last words of advice or something that you'd like to leave them with like a main takeaway
1: oh my goodness gosh what do i say where do i begin where do i begin with that (laughs) My main, my, my takeaway is what I said before. Your garden is the most, pre- if you have a garden, you are blessed. And it is the most precious place to be cherished because it will give you, it will give you so much, so much. It's a place where you can actually express who you are. It's a place to express love and be loved and to find comfort and sanctuary. So enjoy it enjoy your garden so don't get uptight don't get stressed don't worry about getting it right just take a chill pill everything is fine no we're not looking for perfection we're we're looking to connect with nature and we want to connect to that love because we all deeply love nature so that's what we're looking to do We're, we're looking to connect with that deep love because that's where the joy is and so just relax and breathe and enjoy it
0: Wow. I love that. <laughs> I th- or just say like namaste at the end. It was just very, <laughs> <laughs> it was very peaceful the way you finished that. Thank you so much, Joe, for being a guest on the show this week. I loved um hearing your story and uh, all of your gardening tips. I feel like I could have, I could definitely relate to what you were talking about. Oh,
1: well, thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure, Precious. Really lovely. Thank you very much.
0: What a wonderful opportunity to use this time to plant something astonishing. The summertime is the perfect time to grow something that you've always wanted to. Just be careful of not to be a little bit over ambitious. Start off slow, one plant at a time, and then eventually add all the things that you'd love to eat, whether that's a vibrant, edible flowers or a beautiful vegetable garden. If you want to stay in contact with Jo, she does have a few websites uh, called reallyhealinggardens.co.uk and a few Facebook groups. All of that information will be left in the show notes. If you really enjoyed this week's episode, then please, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and write a review letting me know what you think. Thank you so much for your continuous support and I will see you guys next week. Bye!